Hello. Today, I'm going to go over the first part of chapter two in the Tao Te Ching with you. Um, let me read the first part of chapter two from my translation, and then we'll start talking about it. So this is what I translated. When the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly. This can be harmful. When everyone defines good as good, other things are judged as bad. This can be bad. You see, the idea of is and its opposite, is not, engender one another. Easy makes difficult and difficult makes easy. Long creates short and short creates long. Above supports below and below supports above. And there is more to chapter two, but that's all I'm going to talk about today. Let me reread this first portion to you and then talk about how that is typically translated. When the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly. This can be harmful. When everyone defines good as good, other things are judged as bad. This can be bad. I translated that part a little different uh, from the way it's usually translated. There are two typical translations of that. One typical translation is when everyone sees the beautiful as beautiful, ugly arises. When everyone sees the good as good, bad arises. And that's very similar to my translation. The other way that it's translated is, well, let me um, let me read it because uh, this one I'm not as familiar with, so I might say it wrong. Here we go. In this world, beauty is called beauty because there is ugliness. Good is called good because there is evil. In other words, this one seems to say that we recognize beauty because of ugliness, right? We recognize good because of bad. That's a completely different way of translating it. So again, the first one was, if we define some things as beautiful, then ugly arises. This one is saying we recognize beauty because there is also ugly. Uh, so there are two different translations. And of course, when I translated it, I needed to consider what I thought the Chinese characters said. So we're going to go look at the Chinese characters. So uh, the first line, the whole world all know beautiful of as beautiful. <clears throat> and you may remember that of is this possessive character that's saying what it's calling beautiful here is that which is beautiful, right? <laughs> uh, so it's kind of funny words. The whole world all know beautiful of as beautiful. I translated that as when the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, and then the sentence continues, this, and then this character in the middle could mean evil, ugly, or harm. And then this last character I translated as then. So the whole world all know beautiful of as beautiful, this ugly then. Uh, that seems to lend its way to um, how a lot of people translated it. Um, I have this book. Let me look at this particular book with you. 
this is the Tao Te Ching in clear English uh, by Jeff Pepper and Xiao Hui Wang. And I did not have this book when I did my own translation. And I'm glad because they do their own word for word. So I was not tempted to copy them because I, I didn't have this yet. I only got this a few days ago. But um, let me show you what they did with their word for word. And then I'll, I'll go back and show you what I did and why I did it. So for chapter two, uh, they said, under heaven, which is where I said the whole world, under heaven, all know beauty of as beauty. This, and then they put hate or evil already. And already was um another 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 meaning of this last character. It could have been already or it could have been then, and I chose then. But notice their word for word is almost the same as mine. In fact, here they had evil and hate. And to be honest, hate is another meaning of this particular character. They had evil and hate. But listen to what they said. As a noun, this particular character means evil. As a verb, it means to hate. This verse is ambiguous. It could mean either one. We use ugliness because it's a better fit in English, the opposite of beauty. <laughs> so I thought it was funny that in their word for word, they translated it as evil or hate, but then they chose to go with ugly because it's the opposite of beautiful. Uh, maybe a lot of other people did that too, because ugly is what most people chose. But when I looked at these Chinese characters and the word-for-word -word translation of them, I kind of heard something else. I heard that when the whole world knows the beautiful of as beautiful, this is evil, or this is ugly, this is ugly, not other things are ugly, right? Or this is harmful then. That's what I saw in the characters. But every other translation that I looked at picked ugly. So even though I saw evil or harmful as actually the stronger options, uh, well, I guess you could say I, I questioned myself because everybody else chose ugly. You know, what if they knew more than I did? And then I ran across this translation. Whoops, not that. This translation. This is a translation that a Chinese friend sent to me when she knew that I might be translating the Tao Te Ching. Let's look at what they say. And by the way, they still use some Chinese words. So there is a little glossary down here that points towards their words. So Qiang uh, Xia, which we could call uh, the world. Qiang Xia, the world, is perceived as beauty. Thus is evil. They chose the word evil. Good is perceived by all as good. This is not good. Now, look at that particular line while you listen to how I translated it. When the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly. 
this can be harmful. When everyone defines good as good, other things are judged as bad, this can be bad. In other words, I felt like this translation was closer to what I saw when I looked at the Chinese characters. And yet I respected the choice that nearly everyone else made by selecting the word ugly. And I combined them both. So. The word for word that I saw, the whole world all know beautiful of as beautiful. I translated that as when the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful. This evil, ugly, harm then. If I had gone with just my translation, it would have said when the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, this can be harmful then, right? But because I chose to respect how others translated as well, I stuck in other things are seen as ugly. So I kind of combined the more common type of translation with what I saw in the Chinese characters. When the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly. This can be harmful. And I told you all that one of the things I wanted to do was translate with integrity. And a part of translating with integrity was not writing down anything that I didn't know to be true. Well, I know that to be true. I know that when we define certain things as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly, and this can be harmful. For example, uh, when I was a young person, I grew up looking at ladies' magazines like Cosmopolitan and Glamour, and I don't remember what other magazines, <laughs> but I remember all of the ladies with the long, beautiful legs. My legs didn't look like that. Uh, and in fact, there were a couple of people along the way that commented on my legs as if they were um, ugly. They didn't use that word, um, but that seemed to be the way they were commenting. I certainly adopted that belief. I adopted that belief that my legs were ugly. And not only that, I um, attached my identity to my ugly egg legs and felt that I had to hide. And I spent most of my life wearing long skirts or long pants, avoiding shorts, avoiding bathing suits, avoiding get-togethers where people got together in bathing suit, uh, hiding. In fact, I thought that my legs were proof of my shamefulness. And I know I'm not the only one that had that kind of an experience. I know people who felt that their skin color uh, was the, 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 the sign of their shamefulness because another skin color was seen as beautiful. I knew people who thought other things about their body, maybe their nose, right, was their shame, was the sign of their shame because another type of nose was seen as beautiful. For some people, it's their hair. One type of hair is seen as beautiful and the type of hair they have is ugly. And so that's the sign of their shame. 
It could be other things like the way we play music or our artwork or anything else that we do that someone else's is defined as beautiful and ours is different and so seen as ugly and that's our shame. Listen to this again. When the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly. This can be harmful. Do you see how that's a true statement? Let's look at the next line. When everyone defines good as good, other things are judged as bad. This can be bad. Or the direct translation, the direct word for word, all know good of as good, this no good then, right? This, this is no good. To know some things as good is no good. Let me read again what is in this Tao Te Ching in clear English. They, their word for word says, all no good of as good, this not good already. You can see how their word for word is very much like mine. All no good of as good, this no good already. However, they translate it very differently. They translate it, good is called good because there is evil. That's just not what I see in the characters. Let's look at what Derek Lynn, who is um, much more literal, let's look at and see how he translated it. When the world knows beauty as beauty, ugly arises. When it knows good as good, evil arises. So again, I kind of combined a couple of different ways of translating it. I combined that when everyone defines good as good, we could say bad arises. Other things are judged as bad. But then I also put in the this no good then. This can be bad. And in this case, you have to take the, the word bad lightly. Uh, it's like the word harmful that I used in the previous the previous line, when we define some things as good and then other things as bad, that can create problems. In fact, um, murders can happen as a result. You know, defining uh, someone as bad can justify killing them, right? This can be bad. So, my translation is a little different from other people's translation, but it's what I saw in the characters, and it seems to be a truth, right? It, it, I see that as true. I know that as true. So one more time, and then we'll move on. When the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly. This can be harmful. When everyone defines good as good, other things are judged as bad. This can be bad, right? So uh, there is a disadvantage that happens when we define things as beautiful. Ugly comes up then, and that can hurt. Or as we judge some things as good, then other things are judged as bad, and that can actually extend to create badness. Let's continue. You see, 
the idea of is and its opposite is not engender one another right so this is just explaining why beautiful creates ugly why um good creates bad you see the idea of is and its opposite is not engender one another however you know it's said in the previous line that when you define some things as good other things are seen as bad and this can be bad it didn't say this is always bad it said when you define some things as beautiful other things are seen as ugly and this can be harmful it didn't say it's always harmful because there's another side to is and is not and that's what we call practicality <laughs> so let's look at the rest of this next section you see the idea of is and its opposite is not engender one another easy makes difficult and difficult makes easy long creates short and short creates long above supports below and below supports above some of these things are just practical they're not harmful this is and this is not of duality for example imagine there are two forks two forks and you ask me to hand you a fork and I say which one and you say the long one then I know which one to hand you right it's just practical no one is hurt through it but let me show you something else what if these were the two forks I had? This is no longer the long one, is it? Now it's the short one. In one relationship, it appears to be the long fork. The long fork isn't its truth because in another relationship, it is the short fork. So one thing about all of these definitions, whether they're definitions that might cause harm or whether the definitions that are purely practical they're not true they're not the thing the short fork is not a short fork <laughs> those are just the words that are used remember the exercise we did last week where we looked at a thing and we remembered that we didn't know what this was called when we were infants later we were taught that it was a fork but again, it's not a fork in all languages. It's not a fork in Chinese or Spanish or Korean. So is it a fork at all? Right? Is it a fork at all? It's not a fork. It's not a short fork. It's not a long fork. What is it? And I'm thinking of in the in Ariel. Ariel thought it was something to comb your hair with. If you saw the Disney movie Ariel, right? I don't remember what she called it. She might have called it a thingamabob, but actually it kind of works for that too. So what is it? So what Lao Tzu seems to be telling us in this section of the Tao Te Ching is that when we name things, remember chapter one talked about naming. When we name things, when we define things, when we judge that can be harmful in some cases in other cases it may not be harmful but it's still not the truth of those things if I define this as a large fork that's not actually what this is 
And that's important for us to remember. If we go back to chapter one, chapter one said, the way is the way. You cannot know the way through ordinary means. I cannot know the way through believing this is a large or a long fork or that it is a small fork or that it is a thingamabob that I comb my hair with. The way is the way. You cannot know the way through ordinary means. The way is a useful name, but no name can describe the way. So we actually want to question everything, even the things that we normally don't question, like are these sunglasses? And are these pretty or ugly sunglasses? Could they be either? What if we're wrong about everything? Let me share with you a poem by Rumi. Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, and even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. Now, it's very possible that Rumi didn't know anything about the Tao Te Ching. I don't know if he did or not. But he's speaking about the same thing that we call the Tao that we call the way. He tells us it's beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing or good and bad. He tells us it's beyond all ideas. It's beyond all language. It's beyond even the phrase each other. He says those things no longer make sense. And yet, when you lie down in that grass, the world is too full, too heartful to talk about. So we think we know so much. We think we know what a short fork is and what a long fork is. We think we know what's beautiful and what's ugly and what's good and what's bad. But Lao Tzu is encouraging us to question all of that. All of that thinking we know is what's in the way of seeing the world that is too full to talk about. So if you want to practice this portion of chapter two, what I recommend this week is start noticing your ideas of beautiful and ugly, good and bad, and just be willing to look at them with the Rumi poem in mind. Look at them with this thought in mind. Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas 
language, even the phrase each other, doesn't make any sense. Just open up to it. That's all. Open up to that as an actual possibility. Open up to that as the truth, rather than our ideas of beautiful and ugly, good and bad, and other definitions. All right, next time I see you, we'll go on to the second part of chapter two. Bye.